In today's episode, we'll get some information on Star Wars Virtual Family Night that the Salt River Tribal Library is planning, and community artist Jacob Butler leaves his mark on Hayden House Rehabilitation Project. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to OAN Connects. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Jessica Joaquin, ad sales slash newsperson for the Autumn Action News. I hope you are all having a fantastic day. And really quick, I'd like to remind everyone that you need to wear a mask within the community. Yes, SRPMIC requires face masks within community boundaries. All right, so let's make sure we remember to shield up. Okay, let's hear some information about Star Wars Virtual Family Night. I know there are so many Star Wars friends out there in the community, and the Salt River Tribal Library is planning a virtual event on May 4th, the day the fandom celebrates all things Star Wars. May the 4th is a play on the iconic Star Wars line, May the Force Be With You. And the Force will certainly be present via Zoom from library staff and you, fans of the Star Wars universe. Today, I am here with Sophinia Begay, library assistant from the Salt River Tribal Library, to give us a little bit more detail on what kind of fun will be had on May 4th. Welcome to the podcast, Sophinia. Tell me all about this virtual event. The announcement on the community Facebook page says that there will be bingo and trivia. Yes, thank you for having me today on the podcast. Um, we are looking forward to this event. It's going to be May 4th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Um, so a little backstory. I started in the library in November of 2019. Um, my first family night in the library was actually a Star Wars family event that was hosted by uh, Melissa Rabe, our librarian. Uh, it was a big hit with the community, so we definitely want to do it again. But with the pandemic this year, it's going to be virtual, and we are looking forward to it. That's awesome. That sounds great. How exciting. So so you are you a Star Wars fan yourself? <laughs> the funny thing with that is like when we did the family night in 2019 when I first started, I didn't know anything about Star Wars. My husband is a big fan and my son, I didn't know anything about it. 2019, I believe, was when the movie came out, The Rise of Skywalker. And my husband's like, oh, let's go watch it. So I was like, okay, I'll go with him. So I watched it and I fell in love with that movie, like the whole Kylo Ren (laughs) backstory. And (laughs) yeah, so I watched it the first time. It was The Rise of Skywalker with my husband. And then we went into the pandemic in March and for like two days straight I just watched all nine movies on Disney Plus. Wow so so it definitely won you over just like many people within the community um, I'm assuming you're you're part of uh, a lot of fandom out there that's within the community so that's really great Um, now this is going to be Zoom over Zoom right? Yes, it's going to be through Zoom. So the way the night will go, we're going to start with the show and share. We're going to open the Zoom call to everyone. The other library assistant, Leticia, she's also a big Star Wars fan. So we're going to start with her. She's going to show and share um, something related to Star Wars. And then we're going to open it to the participants to go ahead and jump on and share, show and share anything Star Wars related. Oh, how fun. That sounds fantastic. And uh, what about trivia? Is trivia going to be easy or difficult? How how are you guys going to handle the, the trivia portion of this? 
Idaho trivia. Yeah, trivia is going to be really fun. We're going to do a Jeopardy style. Families will have a chance to pick their level of difficulty. We're going to have an easy room and a hard room. And there will be one prize for each level of difficulty. Okay. Okay, so for Jeopardy, we do recommend bringing a paper and pen uh, to be prepared to answer. After Jeopardy is done with, we will move on to bingo. Uh, we have done bingo in the past, virtual. We did it for Halloween. That one was also a big hit with the community. They wanted us to do it again, so we brought it back for Star Wars night. We do recommend having more than one electronic device ready for each bingo card played. So in the Zoom call, we will send out a link in the chat, which will take you directly to your bingo card. So if you have, like, say, a family of five wants to play, but you're only on the Zoom call, you can bring out another phone, join the Zoom call, and hit the same link, and it'll give you your own bingo card. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so for bingo, we are going to play three rounds. The first two will be regular style bingo. The last round will be a speed round. So for speed round, the first person to have a blackout card will win, and we will have one prize for each bingo game played. Okay, nice. That sounds like fun. So it does say that you have to register for this event, and and we'll tell you how to do that shortly. Um, But it also mentions that the first 25 people to register will be eligible for a grab-and-go activity kit. Can you tell me more about that? Yes. So we will have a distribution on April 28th, um, this coming week, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the first 25 families that signed up. Um, I believe right now we have eight families that have signed up, uh, so that's exciting. Each grab-and-go kit will include a Star Wars-themed perler bead kit, snacks, coloring sheets, and snack recommendations for Star Wars Day. If you don't get a kit, you can still participate and join for this awesome event. You don't need anything for the kit itself to participate in the activities. You you can play bingo and Jeopardy still. Okay. Cool. Um, how can one register for this um, virtual event? To register, you can go to the Way of Life Facility Facebook page, find the flyer, and click the link that is attached to the flyer. You can also call the library directly at 480-362-6600, and we can send you an email, and we'll send you the link directly. Or you can also send us an email. Our email is tribal library at srpmic-nsn.gov, and we will get that link to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that information. And you guys, the Tribal the tribal Library staff hope to see you guys on May the 4th. Sophia, are there any other upcoming events that you want to mention? Uh, yes, we do have summer reading program beginning on June 1st. Registration begins May 1st, and this year's theme is Tales and Tales, and I would love to come back and discuss that more if you would like to have me. (laughs) Yeah, let's schedule something. Let's schedule something, and we'll definitely get you back on here to uh, tell us more about that. You said signups will begin May 1st, right? Yes, and we are currently in the planning stages. I'll have more details when I do come back. But it's exciting. It's going to be run from the month of June and July, and we're going to have a lot of programs available. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll definitely get you back on here then to explain more of that. But in the meantime, um, you know, you got me hyped up for for May fourth. I I just might have to join that Zoom that <laughs> Zoom meeting. So sounds really sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, we definitely love to have you. And we are excited. Like, majority of the library staff, yeah, we're like Star Wars fanatics. Uh, so we're excited. We're definitely excited for this night. Awesome. Thank you again, Sophia. Thank you, Jessica, for having me. All right, let's move on to our next story. Community artist leaves his mark on Hayden House Rehabilitation Project. This story is by senior reporter Tasha Silverhorn. La Casa Vieja, the old house in Tempe, longtime home of Monty's Restaurant, has been restored, and Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community artist Jacob Butler has helped tell the story of this significant property considered the birthplace of Tempe. The original adobe portion of the building dates from 1874 and was built by Charles Trumbull Hayden, owner of the iconic Hayden flour mill just across from the property. Hayden's son, Carl Hayden, was born in the house and represented Arizona in Congress for almost 60 years. Over the last two years, historical preservationists have restored the building, called Hayden House, to its 1924 form. City of Tempe Historic Preservation Officer John Larson Southard and Deputy Community Development Director Special Projects Alex Smith were tasked with overseeing the restoration. They were able to get the Hayden House on the National Register of Historic Places. Butler, who was asked to create a design for a steel fence and gate for the restoration project, said, and Carl Hayden is the guy that, that ran Hayden's Ferry. It was the ferry that ushered people across the river so they can get to the other side. And um, and it was like a major trade route. So that's where all like commerce w- um, went from one side of the river to the other. And so that ferry like provided the way to, for that to happen. And then that's why like um, the train and all the other stuff was built there afterward. But uh, an older connection is um, the people like our Hulgum used that, that same area for for hundreds if not thousands of years to cross the river because it was the only place for miles on both sides that you can cross the river and it was relatively shallow because the um the bedrock came up to the surface southard and smith wanted the restoration also to acknowledge the original holcomb inhabitants in the area and wanted a design to reflect that so they asked Butler if he would be willing to design something that would honor the past. Their idea was to create this gate for their courtyard. And so we um, we bounced some ideas around and and then they they, they basically said they didn't want to they didn't want to tell me what to do. They just wanted me to to give them something that reflected who we are as a people and our and our time spent on the land. And they said that they had um identified a place that can do it for me and and all i would have to do is create the design and the vision and then um help facilitate the the build and so it was one of the first projects i ever did digitally and so it was it was really cool like um i've worked on other projects but i did it all by hand and so this one was really cool because i got to put some of this um like graphic arts to get like um to use like some graphic arts art skills and uh i got to create this digital image and it had to be a vectored image that they can um, use to cut the panels out of steel on a CNC machine, like a plasma cutter. The gate's design. The gate's design represents the Salt River and the crossing. The top of the gate outlines the layout of the river as it exists there in Tempe. It's like a map of the river, explained Butler. The other designs in the gate portray a mountain slash Hayden Butte, called Oidbad, which means dead fields, because that was the name of the village there where the Holcomb once lived. Agave once grew on Oidbad. 
and the plant is incorporated into the designs of the mountain. And then I marked the the um, the crossing where Hayden's Ferry was with the coyote track because like uh, there were like tracks on the land, right? And so it marked like the the path across the water. And then for Hayden Hayden's house, there's a, a autos key there, and so there's a, a cutting a cutout of uh, autos key that marks the the location of the Hayden house. And um, coming off of the river are depictions of like uh, irrigated fields. So the wavy patterns that you see coming off of the river are meant to um, represent irrigated fields that that the people um, once used that river for. Because all along Salt River, there was over 100,000 acres of farmland. And so um, I wanted to represent our agricultural heritage on the land and our, and, and our connection to the land in that way. But I also wanted to reflect um, who we are as um, as as artists and artisans, and so I put this this large olla on the on the east side of the panel, that's uh, like a modern version of a red on buff pottery. So it was a big it's a big clay pot with a bunch of um, river designs on it that um, is actually an image of a of a pot that I had I had made in clay, and and it was a red on buff pot that I had made years ago. And so I really liked that design and I figured I would I would incorporate that into that um that gate because it's a modern version of an ancient tradition. And so that modern version of that ancient cultural practice or material culture is there on that gate. And then the the birds in flight, all those images have their own unique and individual meanings, but the way I was using them was to to represent other things. And so for me, I use the birds in flight as our like oral traditions and our song cultures, the, the culture that, that that comes from our songs and our stories, because a lot of the songs are like Oriole songs and like they have to like uh, they're named after like like the Oriole songs are a sequence of songs that are named after those birds. And, and so I figured putting those birds in flight there would, would represent, you know, our oral traditions of, of song and, and storytelling. And so I try to represent a little bit of 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 both the the oral and the material culture of our people and then the farming of our people to to really reflect like a a relationship with that land but the the pot itself also was meant to not only reflect our ancient traditions but that we're still here and we still practice those things so it, it's a play on it's a modern twist on uh, old ancient practice and so just to reflect that we're still here and we we still find value in that land and we still have a connection to it. The project history. Two years ago when Butler was asked to join the Hayden House project he was a bit nervous not only because he had to use a new art medium to design but also because he needed to come up with a design that was going to be placed on a historical site. Like I said I had never done it before and so I was kind of worried but um I didn't want to screw it up. <laughs> I didn't want to mess up. But uh, I, I kind of think, you know, like um, you never know what you can succeed in or what you can actually achieve unless you try. And so I always I always try. Butler also had to learn how to use the digital program. Um, I worked with a developer there that was doing all the work and and we we sent our, our my rough drafts in. They were approved. And so those were like original sketches. And then once that was approved, I went to work on finalizing the design. And then um, we tweaked it a little bit and made sure that it was um, able to read on the machine that they were going to be using. And so it's really exciting. And if you look around that area, there's a lot of construction going on and like these 
like really huge ultra modern buildings are being built right around that little place and that little that little corner represents like a specific time in in not only Tempe's history but Arizona's history and our history as a people you know and and for Tempe to ask me to to you know represent the tribe was was special to me because I mean it's it's in a place that that's going to be protected now Butler explained that the project used a program called Arizona Correctional Industries that teaches trade skills to inmates at the state prison in Florence. They helped cut out the steel panels. The people that that uh, facilitated that program were actually on site and they were taking pictures of it and they were like really excited because it was something that was totally different than what they're usually um, tasked with doing. And so for them, it was like a big highlight too and they were really excited when it was finally... Um, built in and put put up. The panels are made from steel that will rust over time, creating a rustic looking patina. The stainless steel screen should stay silver. The gate's contrast between shiny metal and rusted steel will give it a unique appearance. Butler expressed his gratitude to the city of Tempe for asking him to design the gate. They acknowledge the fact that we still have ties to that land and, and our ties are str- so strong that they wanted us to represent ourselves in that design and so to be able to to not only represent my artwork but represent our people like i don't know, like it was like an honor it was like humbling to me to learn more about the hayden house rehabilitation project visit tempe.gov the hayden house is located on the southwest corner of rio salado parkway and mill avenue in tempe where you can check out butler's work in person you can also visit autumnnews.org and see a couple of photos beautiful stuff That's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you guys for joining me. I'll be back May 6th with our recap episode, where I will share a few stories from our May 6th issue. Remember, you can always send us story ideas or podcast ideas. Don't be afraid to reach out. You can email us at anthemactionnews at srpmic-nsn.gov. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You guys stay safe, and we'll catch it in the next episode. Goodbye.